Greetings, beautiful people. I hope you're having a wonderful night, day, or evening. If you aren't, just remember, God loves you. I love you. You are so loved. So we're going to be switching it up today. I'm going to be reading a chapter out of a novel that I wrote a very long time ago, probably when I was like 15, 14 years old. Over the summer, I rediscovered it and decided to finish it. And now that it's completed, I thought I would share it with you guys. I'll be a little bit honest here. I'm kind of nervous to put this out here just because it's something I hold very close in my heart, something I created when I was younger. So it's just a it's a time of my life that was very pure, if you know what I mean. So this is kind of like my baby. And um, I'm excited to share it with you guys. But, you know, I might be a little nervous reading it. I ain't going to cap with you guys. So please bear with me. I really do hope you enjoy it. And let me know what you guys think. If you want a part two or want to hear the second chapter, let me know. Hit me up on my social medias. They're all at Planet Jave. And I will definitely make sure you guys get to hear the second, third, fourth, fifth, eighth, ninth, and tenth chapter if you want it. Enjoy. Tumbe, chapter one. A world full of possibilities. A mind full of potential. A young man full of passion. Have you ever dreamed about the wonders of life? The unseen world? The things beyond human comprehension? A dream is a succession of images, ideas, emotions, and sensations that occur involuntarily in the mind during sleep. But what happens when you dream while awake? My dreams were vivid and outrageous. I'd often dream and imagine the most beautiful kingdoms full of colorful people and creatures, a world of abundance, love, and magic. In my dreams, love is the most powerful magic of them all. I often dreamt of a land where there was peace and prosperity. Oh, how I wish I could dwell in that place forever. Juniko, wake up! You're going to be late for school! My mother screamed, alerting me from what felt like a magical trance. Ugh, I'm up, I'm up. Well, as you heard, my name is Juniko, but everyone calls me Junie for short. I live with my mother on the coast of Florida. I'm 16, but I swear I don't act like it. I might be the wisest 16-year-old on this planet. The sound of coins hitting my window urged my attention. I went over it and opened it to see my best friend Tito outside. Dude, hurry up, Tito said. Yeah, 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 one sec, I responded. I dashed to the bathroom to get ready. In record timing, I showered, combed my hair, brushed my teeth, and got dressed. Once I was ready, I made my way downstairs, sprinting out the door. Junico, you forgot your book bag, my mother yelled as I ran past her out the door. Thanks, I said, going back inside to grab it. Have a good day, baby boy, she said as she blew me a kiss. Later, mom, love you, I said as I headed back out the door. I love you more, my mom said, closing the front door. Tito greeted me in the front yard. Bro, did you hear about the new Kid Cudi album? He said with excitement. Yeah, I just hope it's as good as his last one, I responded as we began to rock down the road. I got a feeling it'd be lit, Tito said. We'll see, dude. I had the same dream again last night. Like the one with the hot chick and tiger, Tito said. Yeah, that's the one. Bro, again? Did anything different happen? Nope. Same as the first two times I had it. The girl in the dream just kept telling me to wake up. Oh, man. Maybe you should listen to her. <laughs> Bro, shut up. I'm literally wide awake. Tito and I have been best friends ever since I was nine. Our mothers introduced us at a church function, and we've been best friends ever since. There aren't too many people on this planet that I trust, but Tito is definitely the one I trust the most. 
Tito can be quirky sometimes, but he's the funniest human I know. He's smart and dedicated. To be honest, I don't know what I'd do without him. Yo, I gotta pee, Tito said as he sprinted towards the woods. Can you hold it? We only got like three more miles until we reach the school, I responded. Tito continued running and said, you know I have a weak bladder. Tito ran right into the woods. I was hesitant to follow him, but the woods in our town is known to be quite dangerous. I sighed and started to walk towards the woods. Yo, Junico! Tito yelled in the distance. What? I said. Tito didn't respond, so I walked deeper into the woods. When I was in the woods, I yelled, yes, but he still didn't respond. So I began to walk even deeper into the woods. And that's when everything changed. There was a wrecked vehicle in the distance. It kind of looked like my father's, but I wasn't sure. As I walked closer, it indeed appeared to be my dad's. My heart dropped. Tito was standing by the truck looking stunned. Juninko, isn't that your dad's truck? Tito asked me as he walked over to me. Yeah, I think it is, I said as a stream of tears came rolling down my face. Our dads went on a work trip several months ago. After a couple of days, we all stopped hearing from them. Both of our families hoped for the best and assumed that they just didn't have service. In the past, our dads had taken multiple work trips together and they always had bad service. So we all just got used to not hearing from them. However, this time felt different. I kept feeling as if something bad was had happened, but I didn't know what. Tito began to cry as we both stared at the damaged vehicle. After a couple minutes, I wiped my face and walked closer to the truck. I started to investigate the truck and it looked as if it was attacked. There were bullet holes all throughout the vehicle. No one was in the vehicle, but there was definitely signs of a struggle. What do you think happened? Where are our dads? Tito asked as we looked through the wrecked vehicle's window. I don't know, but it looks like they were headed back home. This doesn't seem recent, I said. The wrecked vehicle appeared to have been there for a couple days. There was broken glass on the grass that seemed to have become part of the soil. A loud moan of agony emerged. Ah, oh, what was that? I said, looking around confused. Tito began to look around as well. Then he spotted a man about 60 feet from us. He ran over towards the man, and as he got closer, he noticed it was his father. Dad? Tito yelled as he ran towards the tree in the distance. I followed swiftly behind him. Camouflaged with a big tree, Tito's dad was posted upon it, laying there almost lifeless. Dad? Tito yelled. Tito rushed to his side. His father could barely speak, but he tried. My boy, Tito's dad said. Mr. Don, are you okay? I asked. His father could barely respond. I'm calling for help, Tito yelled. Tito's dad was in tremendous pain. He appeared to be wounded badly. He had several scars on his face and some dry blood as well. His arms seemed to be broken and his legs fractured. Tito's father began to speak, and you could hear the pain in his voice. You boys must go now before they find you. Tito began to cry as he tried his best to keep his father alive. He held his hand. We could tell that his life was fading fast. It was obvious he had been there for a couple days. I pulled out some water out of my bag for Mr. Don to drink. I tried to get him to drink it. I was hoping the water would help sustain him just a little bit longer. 
Tito called the police and urged them to get to our location as I put the water up to Mr. Don's face to drink it. It seemed to give him enough strength to talk just a little bit more. Listen to me. You should not be here. I need you boys to go far away, please. They're going to come back. And when they do, they will finish me. Please go before it's too late. Please. Who? Who are you talking about, Dad? I can't leave you like this. Come on, we can help you. The ambulance is on the way, Tito said. I've made many mistakes in my life, and I wish I could have told you everything sooner. But this isn't something I ever wanted you to get involved with. Tito, you must go. Junico, please find your father's lockbox. There you will find the answers that I can't give you guys. Dad, what are you talking about? Tito said. Lockbox? Mr. Don, what are you talking about? Help is on the way, I said. You boys need to go now. They'll be back. And if you don't leave, they will, they will kill you, Mr. Don said. In the distance, we begin to hear several footsteps rushing our direction, followed by some very strange sounds. It almost sounded like aliens communicating. With intense urgency in his voice, Mr. Don warned us one last time. It's too late. Go! Now! Me and Tito began to run as the marching got louder and louder. It seemed like an army of some sort. We sprinted through the woods and made it back to the road. We caught our breath and quickly headed back to the house, both of us being in tremendous shock. I didn't even know what to make of the situation. I thought to myself, what am I going to tell my mother? I questioned the whereabouts of my father, and I thought about how Tito felt seeing his dad so broken. We don't even know if his dad will survive this. This had to be one of the hardest walks of my life. Here I am, 16 years old, and I just witnessed the most traumatic event of my life. We have to go back, Tito said frantically. I responded, we can't. Your doubt was clear. Whatever was after him would kill us. Tito said, who? What? What is even going on? I could sense Tito's urgency and his frustration. He wanted answers and so did I. We finally reached home and I knocked on my front door with no answer. My mom's car was in the lot, but it appears that she wasn't home. We went around the house to my window. Luckily, it was open and unlocked. We climbed in. Once I got into my room, Tito completely broke down. I had never seen him like this. My heart was so heavy, and I didn't even know what to say or do. I sat next to him on the bed and put my arm around his shoulder. I knew my brother was hurting, and all I could do was comfort him. Tito and I cried for hours. Several hours later, my mother and Tito's mom came back home. Apparently, they had been called to the hospital with Mr. Don. They were both distraught when they got back home. We all sat into the living room, and that's when they told us Tito's dad didn't make it. This was the very moment I knew everything was never going to be the same. Chapter one. <laughs> Whoa, man, that was hard to read. I ain't even going to cap. I was trying to keep a straight face the whole time, but uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the first chapter of my book, Tumbe. If you did, please let me know. Give me some feedback. And if you guys want to hear part two or hear uh, chapter two, let me know and I will definitely make a part two to this. 
Thank you guys, and I hope you enjoyed. God bless, and happy holidays.